Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. This is Tristan Miller, as always, and joining me today is... Uh, I go by John Field now. Soon I'll be going by Amber Field. I'm on Twitter, at America's Comic. I am the most handsome, prettiest person in the world. (laughs) You are uh, America's premier comic. Yes. Um, So... You like movies. Oh, I love movies. I'm a, I'm a huge cinemaphile. <laughs> cinemaphile. Perfect. Uh, what was the first movie you remember seeing in the theater? Uh, Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, what did what was that experience like? Uh, all I remember is like that I saw it in a movie. I, mean, I would okay. have been like three or four years old, and I remember being obsessed with the movie mm-hmm. uh, afterwards, and I remember, I think, the fact that I was inside of a giant room that showed a TV was exciting <laughs> to me as I understood reality at the time because yeah, like yeah. all this shit's new. Um, it's okay to cuss, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Motherfucker. Excuse me. I just burped. Uh, I can burp too. It's, you can do anything on podcast. Um, so like that was what I remember. I think it's just like every little thing you remember as a kid. It's, 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 uh, flashes of postcards like, uh, Norm Macdonald will talk about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember being in our kitchen and asking my mom why it can't be on video and i think it was one of the movies that was in the disney vault so Mm -hmm. i couldn't see it and i was very frustrated i've never seen that movie since what i remember that movie very well and i I remember like every little beat of plot that's weird that i do and also i used to listen to the uh book on tape of it before i went to bed every night um and like i've seen clips of it on youtube I think just I haven't had a great way to watch movies. So it's like I'm like a little particular. I don't have a TV because I'm smarter than everyone. <laughs> uh, well, I have a projector. So bleh. yeah, I have a projector, which I think is both good and bad. It just it's like means you can't veg out as much. It's like becomes a thing where you have to like take out the projector. It becomes a chore if you want to watch something. Mm-hmm. So I do watch stuff and i think it makes it easier to retain the stuff you watch when you watch it i don't know about you but Mm. versus like looking into a plastic thing glowing at you um yeah but um yeah i mean maybe i could watch it but also i have the fussiest girlfriend in the world and she can only watch bridgerton and (laughs) i would almost say as well as like if you remember it so vividly it's almost better to preserve that memory of like i saw this thing something i say a lot is like if i see 
like all of my favorite movies, like three of them I've only seen one time yeah, because yeah. I remember everything about them. Yeah. Um, on a similar note, what is a film that if like you were made to watch a film every single day, what film would that be? I mean, I my YouTube channel, John Field Show on YouTube, uh, it's the one video I have that uh, I, I can never live down is on the movie Josie and the Pussycats from uh, uh, the early 2000s with Rosario Dawson and Rachel Lee Cook. Um, I've seen that over 19 times. I could watch that movie. I mean, sometimes I get overwhelmed watching the movie, so I don't know if it, sometimes I like to keep it special, but mm-hmm. that's the movie I've seen the most my entire life and i would that's like the desert island movie although mm-hmm. to answer it in a different way uh the irishman isn't my favorite movie but such a plotting movie where you don't have to pay attention all the whole time <laughs> that sure. like like it's it's my um formerly another scorsese movie was my cleaning the house movie uh it was the departed but nowadays it's it's the irishman which i think is also a very good well done film with mm-hmm. horrible cgi oh yeah <laughs> um, which i don't care it's like watching theater you know what i mean like it's just i'm <laughs> i'm just letting it lie that's, lie to me movie i don't know that's such a good yeah. attitude about <laughs> yeah. it yeah people are mad like who cares just enjoy it or don't it's fine um okay so on the flip side if you had to what's a film you never want to see again uh in your entire life. I'm trying to think of a movie that made me really mad. I mean, like, I forget the bad ones. Is, isn't that a gift and a curse? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is Hide and Seek with one of the Scorsese guys, uh, like, De Niro? Robert De Niro. I think so, but, like, that wasn't so bad. I just saw that in theaters, and it was, like, in college. It was, like, the first movie I saw after. And it's, like, um, you know, like, in the comics trail of the ring type movies like mm-hmm. psychological thrillers type things um i think there's like more distasteful i really don't like oh you know what um i really don't like bleak nihilist cynical movies oh, yeah. it just feels imposing and i feel like that's a very conservative point of view uh and uh, the movie antichrist is not just have you seen it no it's got just it's one of those like yeah, uh, you should watch. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like an art house film, but also was coming out at the same time as those, um, uh, the uh, uh, butt mouth movie. What do you call it? Human centipede. Uh, <laughs> butt mouth. And I was like, like, yeah. Where my mind went was clerks. <laughs> yeah, butt mouth. Yeah, you Ask don't never. You don't you know, know, exactly. Uh, so Antichrist is just. It's just got like a cock being pummeled by a wood block and unfortunate. A, fox eating itself and i like this part it's a gif on my group chat that i use all the time of like after she destroys the cock with the wood she like goes outside and there's like a cgi fox eating itself and it looks to the camera and goes chaos reigns which is like a really i like that i mean because that's like a that's a mood you know yeah yeah Yeah. that is fantastic um so i have some some trivia questions for you oh yeah yeah the first is what is movie what is movie what is movie what is movie well you know i think it's magic happening at 24 frames a second oh my god great great answer now another question for you in the pixar animated film cars 911 sorry sorry that was i stepped on your you're saying why do they have mouths? Do they eat? I, I, 
Yeah, because can they drink gas? Yeah, what's going on? I don't know. That's one of the worst Pixar. Pixar films are not aging well. They aren't. They aren't. It's they weird because they were prestige films. Yes. When they came out. Like, they were, like, life-changing, crying things. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the most ridiculous thing to do with a Pixar film is, like, remember the most innovative thing technologically you've seen in it and look at it today. Because, like, I remember Scully's hair moving in Monsters, Inc. in, like, the... The snow? The snow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is the peak of computer graphics. And then I watch it now, and it looks like a PS... Two, yep, <laughs> slapping up and down, and so bad. And cars is, I was thinking on cars the other day of like politically, it's it's, and we're trying to decar our culture, and it's kind of weird that early two thousands were like, what if people were cars, which is a very Robert Moses idea, you know, like he's the guy. It's I'm a tour guide, so that's how I look okay. at a lot of shit. He is um, uh, early twentieth century, early mid twentieth century batman villain of new york who was like this mad bureaucrat who turned the whole city into a car city um Ew. the uh the quote about him is that uh he cared more about buildings than people or like mm-hmm, cared mm-hmm, more about mm-hmm. cars than people you know what i mean but you've completely scooted around the actual question which is do they eat uh they don't they just smile okay they don't eat they just smile when the movie like stops <laughs> happening they all just like stop moving and they they can still think and they're like tortured they don't know why they're compelled to move that's why they made so many cars and helicopters movies and like, yeah. i forgot about the planes movie yeah no that's something going back to like the prestigiousness of pixar films is like everyone's like up is so fucking good and it's like the first 15 minutes are like yeah. it's a great short film and yeah. then like they it just kind nothing. of peters out yeah um now and weird conservatism, or like, I don't want to say neoliberal, like, there's just like... Yeah, there's a lot, like... It's like... It's very generic, I feel like, um, anyone can attach any idea yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, Um, <clears throat> now, what movie makes you horniest? Uh, Secretary. Secretary? Have you seen it? No, James what is James Spader, Maggie Gyllenhaal, she's not naked in the entire movie until, like, the end, and then, like, it's just, like... But it's, um, and it's a fantasy. I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were, like, ripping it apart as, like, sexist. But, like, it's just everything's in a fantasy space of, like, um, uh, a girl gets out of a mental institution. She moves back in with her family. Her She starts to uh, trigger alert, but talking about self-harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts self-harming herself again. And um, uh, meanwhile, her parents, like, pressure her to start finding work she works in this like austere organic uh lawyer's office with james spader as the lawyer mm-hmm. and um the lizard king famously beautiful man and they both uh and it's just this like uh they slowly evolve into like a bdsm relationship uh-huh. okay and it just it's like really good um it's like cheesy early 2000s uh uh indie hollywood film yeah yeah. you know what i mean and i think like there's parts of it that kind of creak well but it's just such a horny it's just good i I think it's it's, (laughs) It's a good horny time it's a good horny time and it's like there's no nudity in it there's no like penetration it's just all tension and like there's like spank there's like one of the best things in the whole film (laughs) is um well first of all like maggie gyllenhaal is uh, she has the um, 
the braces that have your arms far apart. It's like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Hand, uh, it's like the um, handcuffs with the bars on it, and it's around her neck. And she's just walking through this office, and they're the only ones in the office. And she's just doing all these chores, but she's doing it like so proficiently because she's been implied that she's been doing this like a million times. Yeah, yeah. At this point, like that, and like it's Maggie Gyllenhaal who just like is just uh, 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 no offense to her, but like ugly hot, you know, like real person hot. Not oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like like a normal looking person that happens to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, uh, and then like there's like a scene where like I think he first spanks her as punishment for getting something wrong mm-hmm. and both of them are very surprised at each other and then like he's like lurched over her and like uh it does like a macro close-up shot of both of their fingers intertwining and that's mm-hmm. just like the horniest Ooh. thing yeah oh my Ooh, gosh shit. so so disgusting i will yeah. have to watch it yeah. and also the fact that there's no nudity is very there's, pat- there's nudity at the end like well, it yeah, builds up like... to yeah i think it's like um uh action film where it, it builds up mm-hmm. to like the mm-hmm. and it's like it's not like carnal nudity. I don't want to ruin the end of the film, but like, like all the sex was leading up to this. And then like, it's just like a really tender, intimate moment between two people. That's like not even penetrative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Leading um, from action films leads into my next question. Are Marvel movies theme parks? Oh, wow. That's a good question. You know, Thank you. I would say uh, 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 all Marvel movies mm-hmm. are actually 9-11. <laughs> That's my strong personal opinion is, uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. Like I would ask you if you're listening to this at home, look up the, uh, clip where Thanos shoves his daughter down the pit, Mm -hmm. uh, in the second to last Avengers movie and look at the shape of the structure that surrounds him (laughs) because like, it's literally the exact footprint. It's the exact silhouette of the twin towers. It's not Mm -hmm. like gummied up. And, um, uh, my next essay I'm doing on YouTube on the John Field show on YouTube is, um, I have a little cul-de-sac cause I'm talking about, uh, terrorism and mass media and, um, like a, a common theme in Marvel movies from Iron Man, uh, all the way up to like the last couple of, I love that we started with Iron Man being like, this is actually about the Iraq war that yeah. was going on. And yeah. then they just, skew- it's so far from that. Yeah. And it's like out of control, but like, I'll put it like this. The first of the new Spider-Man movies, I can't keep track of them. Homecoming. Yeah. Right. So that movie ends with this. Okay. It's hard to talk about this. Cause like, there's like when sometimes when people talk about nine 11 and culture, they sound like conspiracy weirdos. I'm not saying that I'm saying like the anxieties of our culture ends up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, subconsciously and I think like they're a little aware of it you know enough of the fact that like it resonates with audiences but the end of the Spider-Man Homecoming ends with an airplane knocking over a New York City icon it hits the Wonder Wheel and it goes crashing down that is true and I think like a big theme you'll see is um, uh, I think something that's a huge cultural anxiety of ours is that photo of Falling Man of the man falling from the twin towers, like serenely Mm -hmm. and a common theme that you would see not in superhero movies as much before nine 11, but after nine 11 is a person in free fall Mm. and suddenly being saved. And I think like, um, unless uh, it's amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. And then it's just, they get the neck snapped. And I think like, I think a lucky sea change we've seen at the very least is, um, the new Batman movie, uh, is more alluding to domestic terrorism. So we finally moved on, but like, um, yeah, I mean, you see so many buildings collapsing, so many allusions mm-hmm. to blowback theory, which is uh, kind of how we process what 9-11 was back in the day, 
and uh, a couple other things. One of my friends wrote a their thesis. One of my friends' ex partner wrote a thesis on it, and I read it, and it was really good. And it was just, it, yeah, I just, I mean, that's actually like a personal obsession of mine. It's just Marvel movies, and it's just they're all nine eleven. <laughs> the best, the most nine eleven y one is mm. also my favorite. I don't like a lot of Marvel. Is movies. it because it's the most nine eleven y? In part because it's the most nine eleven. Oh yeah, okay, like okay. I would say it's like sixty percent because it's so. 9-11-y and um i think it's the only one to be about um post-traumatic stress disorder which mm. is why all 9-11s and all the other films mm-hmm. is um uh iron man 3 three it's the best iron man it's, it's the best so iron good man. nerds hate it i don't know why because they don't like the mandarin thing but that was a genius thing yeah, like, yeah. that performance oh from i'm ben sorry Kinsley you don't have so a good. racist caricature <laughs> thing <laughs> and like um iron man 3 is a big turning point in this um thesis i read uh, I don't know what to call academic works, but it's like something that was published and it had like an abstract and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a turning point uh, where you hear about how the CIA funded uh, MCU movies a lot. Uh, have you heard that? No. Like Iron Man, they were able to like use all that military equipment because they got a subsidy from uh, U.S. military, I yeah, should okay. say. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... So they have, like, the U.S. military has, like, script doctors. And they go through, yes. like, we'll not do this unless you do this and this and this. So, like, um, not only did that happen, but, uh, well, what happened was uh, when uh, there's a sea tide change that you had Obama voted president and international these um, movie studios started reaching for international audiences, so mm-hmm. doing pro-American mm-hmm. shit didn't make them as much money mm-hmm. anymore. So, but what did make money is at least safe Hollywood anti-imperialism. So that's where you start to see more critical stuff of uh, American imperialism mm-hmm. in like all the films afterwards, like all the um, uh, the uh, Captain America movies. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure. Yeah, Captain yeah, America yeah. 1 is like rah, rah, rah. Captain America 2 is don't trust anybody. Like yeah. that's, 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 uh, and I like both of them. And I think mm-hmm. like, Captain America's uh, uh, queer in a way that like makes me feel comfortable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I like that, but um, yeah, yeah. That is very interesting, and I look forward to watching the video. That sounds great. I, it's gonna be like two minutes of it, and I think I said everything <laughs> I already said. But the rest of it's about um, uh, capital insurrection and how mm-hmm. uh, mass disasters affect uh, mass media and how mass media affects disasters. That's very interesting. I have a final trivia question. Oh, I love trivia. Okay, and that is, why is Austin Powers so sexy? Well, you know, like, I can answer this, like, um, what do you call those, like, you know how, like, they have the, those, those interviews where celebrities are always tired, and they have to, like, go through, Oh, yeah, like, yeah, junket. press junket, yeah, yeah. Anyway, ask me it again. Why is Austin Powers so sexy? Well, you know, I think he just has a certain panache. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think ladies respond to a funny guy. Just a non-answer. <laughs> yeah. I feel so sorry. The worst ones are the uh, Bruce Willis. Oh. Oh, he looks like he's watching his son die. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, some fucking asshole from Phoenix asks him about, like, a rude question. <laughs> yes. Oh. I was so... Um, you you heard the news that he's like yeah, yeah. not well, that which sucks. is unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, even long before that, he was like, I don't want to be here. No, so funny, so grumpy. Harrison Ford's the exact same way. Yeah, because like, yeah. there's someone asked him, like, is Han Solo a Force ghost in Rise of Skywalker? He's like, 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> you did the lip. <laughs> yeah. It was just very good. I think he's very funny. I, he's so great. He has so much contempt for the world that created him. <laughs> just yeah. chef's kiss. It's weird because like, he's what... I mean, I think he... Res- uh, Star Wars nerds and Indiana, mm-hmm. he fills in that fantasy of like what people want to become. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And, and like, I think uh, Harrison Ford's quote about Indiana Jones is like, um, uh, people like him because uh, they think they can be like him if uh, they just do a little bit more weight training. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. Like, he hates them. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I, Chef's Kiss. Yeah. So good. All right, so now we're going to make up a movie if you're ready. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the random word is recession. Oh, recession. Tell me what the the bones, the bare bones of the premise of recession is, and then we'll build it together. I like to give it to the the guest because otherwise I'll just come up with something stupid. Well, you, you know, know, I don't want to hog the limelight. I am obsessed with recession, and mm-hmm. I think like in the way that I like tracking nine eleven culturally mm-hmm. as like an exchange. I think the recession also is very a huge change that is not as loud in the media as yes. at all, but I think it's like present in films like the um, Premium Rush. Did you ever see Joseph Gordon-Levitt hipster <gasps> bike movie? Yes. Oh my it's god, I such, forgot about that movie. It's like a perfect recession movie. It's just oh my god. There's goodness. a scene where the mafia boss, like the girl, goes like, "Here's all my money. I worked three jobs to have it." Uh-huh. And like the mafia boss is like licking his fingers while I count the cash, and he goes like, "Oh, the American dream." And then this like immigrant is just like. Working three jobs is the American dream. He's like, it is now. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the swan song. So what was happening? I mean, okay, I'm just kind of going off of movies that Mm. are really recession-y. Killing Them Softly. Okay, I haven't seen that on either. Uh, That one's about how during the recession, mafias do bad too. That's a very funny notion. Yeah, so, uh, and also you got a lot of those, you know, I'm thinking of like, uh, I... No way Tim Dillon's going to listen to this. But, like, Tim Dillon was, like, one of those uh, predatory lenders Mm, during mm, the recession. mm, mm. So, like, you know, like, the recession happens. And, uh, you know, somebody who's a predatory lender. I don't know if I'll go with that. That's, like, a... That's a bit... Yeah, it's, like, that's not the most interesting part of somebody's life is stopping being a predatory (laughs) lender. Um, What about this? Okay, it's like succession, but in reverse. I like that. Like, a business just... Failing. Failing down. Blockbuster. The yeah. final days of Blockbuster. There it is. The final days of Blockbuster. Who is there? Wait, where, wait, where are other businesses that were failing at the time? Um, You got... I mean, no one was doing great. No. But Blockbuster wasn't doing well. Um, Radio Shack is gone because I, of that. Um, another one of my essays is about the... Um, uh, that I'm working on is about the uh, Kia Hamsters commercials yes yeah and you can track the recession as it happens with each of the commercials there's like seven of them Mm -hmm. that are over like let's say eight years or so and Mm -hmm. like the last three are stupid but you have the original one is um marketed at millennials Mm -hmm. and so when they're just getting out of high school or college and so this would have been like right before the recession um it's all it's hamster like a, a garage door opens and it's people doing the rat race. They're on the little hamster wheel. Yes, yes, And that's yes. how they feel. And then it's just this whole world of hamster wheel conformist. And then the Kia Soul comes by. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of hipster millennials playing Perfect. a rotating, depending on which commercial you see, it plays five different songs, like an iPod or something like that. 
And then um, that happens. And then the recession happens. And tied to, we were having before this started, a conversation about comedy boom in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. My big theory on what fueled it is um, uh, gentrification. Yes. That happened after a recession. You have a bunch of white, aggrieved, middle-class kids who are supposed to inherit their parents' wealth mm-hmm. and careers. Mm-hmm. That didn't really happen. So a lot of them flooded into the city. So the next Hampshire commercial is them in the city rapping and uh, uh, invading. It's like it's such a weird racial space of yeah. these hamsters. It's, it's hard to like beat out. But um, anyways, that's what happened. Uh, sorry about it. you. We should get back into the thing. Yes. Blockbuster. Okay. Do you want to do Blockbuster or another notion I had was um, about a mall? That way we can take Radio like Shack, you know, yeah. Blockbuster, all these other things. A dying mall. About a dying mall during the, the late, the early, I guess late. Uh, can it be like the gang puts together a show to save the mall? Perfect. Yeah. A plus. Okay. And it fails anyways, and, and it becomes it ends up on a Tumblr post. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. Is it pulls back, yeah. and some kid just scrolling, just likes yep. it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. A plus. Okay, so we got the ending, we got the beginning. What's yeah. the middle? Who and uh, who are our characters? I mean, here? I, it's just easy to write. Just a hack. Um, uh, romantic comedy, right? I don't okay, know. Yeah, yeah, I can go for that. And just, just like a guy at the Panera. No, there's no Paneras at the mall. What's in the mall? Um, Orange Julius, Panda Express. Really uh, hot, hot topic. Really hot. Oh my god! Like uh, I just watched the Amber Crombie yes, documentary. Yes. Am I saying that right? I don't care. If yeah, I do. it's Amber Crombie. Amber Crombie, and um, my girlfriend kept yelling at me because I couldn't say it right. Amber Crombie and Finch. Like I like girls who wear. Uh, um, I say Finch as well. It yeah. is Fitch. Yeah. Which is like, what? That's not a word. <laughs> uh, so, like, the hottest shirtless mm-hmm. dude is just like a himbo. Is, <laughs> is that anywhere to work with? And then, like, uh-huh. I don't know. And then, then, like, a goth girl, and it becomes a. I, no. I think that's a good meet cute that yeah. is like a, like a side story. That's there. a side story. And then. I think at the end, it turns out, like, it's got to be, because apparently we're, you know, writing a comedy here. Yeah. There has to be a twist at the end that there's a reason that they don't work out. What what was Adventureland? I'm trying to remember it, because there was the A plot of the boy and the girl. Yeah. You, have you seen that one? Yes, yes, with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and, And like, Kirsten Stewart. And that whole plot was, like, she, everyone thought she was slutty, and he, he mm-hmm, wanted to be mm-hmm. with her, and then, like, and she was also dating Dane Cook. Rain, Ryan Reynolds or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the background was like a B plot of like, I guess just uh, SNL character actors, <laughs> yeah, owning uh, a theme park. So I guess like, how about yeah? Okay, so we have those two characters. I like that subplot of them coming together, and yeah. then some sort of twist at the end, which we can figure out later. But. Who is trying to save the mall? That's the big question. The owner of the mall. Okay, okay so, so the, the owner of the mall. So, okay, wait, here's the thing. Uh, uh, usually, I guess, stories sometimes are like people enters into a realm. So mm-hmm, it'll mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. do you want it to be the, the himbo will be just a boring character. He's just a hot guy. He's like Alan M and Josie and the Pussycats. Have you seen Josie and the Pussycats? No, I haven't, but you I You should will. watch Josie and the Pussycats. You should watch my essay on it. Yeah. On the John Field show. <laughs> Look up John Field, Josie and the Pussycats until I become Amberfield. I'm transitioning. It's a long story. Um, uh, not a bit. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, a hot, hot topic girl. You don't even have to have a personality. That's what hot topics for is yeah, all yeah, the yeah. clothes. But, you know, like. Consumerism is your yeah. personality. She, 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 she flunked out of college, mm-hmm. you know, and has to go to community college. Great. And and she's living with her parents. Mm-hmm. And her parents say, like, you got to work a job. You got to work a job. Why don't you work a job at the 
creepy goth place yeah, the, where uh, you love. At the Millennium Mall. The Millennial. Is it Millennial or Millennium? Millennium Mall. Millennium. Just going, I think that was a mall I had growing up somewhere mm-hmm. in the many places I lived. Don't Google it. Uh, I'm always afraid of being doxxed nowadays. Um, but, uh, uh, so yeah, she goes to the mall and, like, that's part of, like, the inciting incident. She, like, it's like a montage of her mm-hmm. going to the sausage place. What do you call it? Hickory Farms? She, yes. And I haven't thought about that in a minute. Yes. Forget-me-nots. Uh, to, like, try and work there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Papyrus. Cool. She goes to work at the papyrus. Even the cell phone stands, like, no. No. Yeah, and they're giving her no, because you're too... You're too much of a punk because she has an ideal she has a dream mm-hmm. really you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. you got to have that um uh i'm sure there's better screenwriters have better things to call it i always call it the ethan hawk i want moment sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, now i've been thinking about this thing for a while yeah yeah it's, it's always it's always like um to me like the most like i want moment in a movie is in um training day okay have you seen it i haven't but oh, I okay to. so it's just like I mean, Ethan Hawke's an incredible actor, oh, but yeah. he's also, like, um, when they need, like, off-the-shelf white guy, and they don't ask him to try, if they don't give him, a, like, if he, he does paycheck movies, I'm not oh, yeah, yeah. at him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Training Day, in theory, is a good movie. Uh, in theory. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's about cops, and it's, it's yeah. Uh, fuck cops. But, um, so, like, Ethan Hawke, in the beginning of the movie, and I've seen this, I think it's also in The Purge, too, of just, like, um... Uh, Hey, honey, I'm in a beautiful suburb house, and mm-hmm, I'm representative mm-hmm. of the person who's watching the studios think is watching this film. I really want a bigger house. Like, that's yeah. his, like, strong want. So, sure. like, or, like, um, Back to the Future. Boy, I wish I had a really big truck. And at the end, he gets a really big truck. Like, every yeah. movie's about a white guy who wants something and gets it. Like, that's every movie. So this one, <laughs> she... Uh, she can't be in a band, because that'd be, like, 12 extra characters we can't have. Yeah, yeah. Um... And, she can, and also... She can't be acoustic single music because that's fucking horrible to listen to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she needs uh, like an overarching want. Um, can she be a painter? I feel like, yes. I think, and then obviously what happens along the way is that she tries to save them all. She meets people and then the want becomes, oh, community, right? Yeah, yeah. Has to. But I think overall, I think hmm, I think painting personally yeah. is a little too, too not hot topic enough does yeah. that make sense yeah. i feel like oh no it's this she wants to be a cartoonist on the internet there you go i was she, gonna say it has to be like tumblr 2010 yes exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she wants to I just do got web tumblr, by the way follow me on tumblr at america's comic yes don't yell at me people on tumblr yell at me because i can't figure out how to quote tweet yet so like i break <laughs> i break the etiquette you're on tumblr right i am yeah. do you use it like I socially kind, um i'm trying to but i'm bad at finding people that would be good to socialize with does yeah. that make sense i'm still like half committed to it but I, uh it's t- i used it a lot and then i deleted the account i used yeah. because um i was a teenager yeah and so yeah it's um, it's I, I think it's nowadays um the only social media where hashtags are useful uh so oh yeah that's how i find people it's like i found and also it's kind of fun where like i just i'm not a fandom person but now i'm a Garfield's my personality. You know what I mean? Garfield, everything surrounding Garfield, very funny. Yeah. Garfield itself, only sometimes funny. Big fan of Garfield. Yeah. Have two Garfield books on that shelf over yeah. there. My friend recently sent me a shirt um, that was, it's Gar. The Cowboys? No, no. It's Garfield, but it's Gar Seinfeld. Oh my God. And it just has Jerry Seinfeld's face on Garfield's body going, what's the deal with lasagna? Very good. But, so she wants to be a cartoonist yeah. on the internet. So she's walking Stealing around. Stealing Garfield content. 
Yes, making Garfield me. That's how she begins. Yeah, she yeah, has, yeah. She's obsessed with Jim Davis. Yeah. And she's like, like perverting. I think that would actually add a little bit of stink on the uh, thing. Or like, you know, sometimes like when they try to do artists, they're like bad. It's like every time a movie tries to do a teen's room, it oh, doesn't yeah. smell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. you should be able to smell a teen's room. What um, if she's the creator of Gar- Garfield minus Garfield? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she just like perverts Garfield. And <laughs> she's that's a Garfield thing. pervert. And she's got like, her parents are like, are you gonna make a career out of this? And it's like a millennial uh, uh, post-recession apocalyptic nihilism of just like, no, I like just being in community and having mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to figure out what she does. And there's like uh, uh, a ticking clock could be like, she is picking up fans and people like her. And there's like a comic book convention where she yep. pays $600 for a table. And at the end of the summer, like that's how she makes her money back. She like uses mm-hmm. her parents' credit card to pay for this table. And they're like, well, you're going to have to earn that back by, I mean, $600. How much would you make $600 at Hot Topic in 2010? Um, Probably like $200 a week, right? I mean, if you're working full time, yeah. but you know, she's obviously not going to do that because she's no. a teen and like blah, blah, blah. So she's probably working. I mean, also the thing about like, I don't know, have you worked retail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I work Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they schedule it for four hours a day, yeah. and it's just bonkers. Um, so I feel like it would take her probably, I, th- I think we could say like six months yeah. to get to that. Well, okay. Because also it's the recession, and they yeah. don't want to pay anybody. In high school in 2004, I, um, the, I made $1,600 an entire summer, I think. Okay. Because I made enough to save up for a laptop. Okay. Um, that's what I remember. Uh, it's like three years before this. I think also we can add to the expense of like not only does she have to buy the table, she has to buy plane tickets, she has to buy all the equipment to yeah. make you know set it up. So it can be like uh, let's say sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. That right? heightens the stakes where she yeah. just gets, thinks gets the table and the parents are like, Whoa. you know, I think mm-hmm. I would like. I mean, there's like part of this conceit is like we're making a fun movie, but also mm-hmm. like I would like to see in a movie like that moment of realization, like you have an ambition as a kid. And you take a risk to do it, but you also don't know how, like, the logistics of the real world work. Absolutely. And you have to face that condescending moment of your parents who don't get it, but try to explain to you and negotiate for your wants of, like, you just bought a table and you paid it for the thing. You can't just do that. You have to, like, you're getting, we're not driving you to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's fine. The as, comic, a, as a Minnesotan, I allow it. Uh, uh, the Chicago <laughs> Wizard World or whatever. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know. I, Emerald I hate, City Comic Con or whatever. I hate when they don't get it right. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, you got to get it right. You know? Or, or, or uh, like, the movie Heathers. When it, Have you seen that one or no? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recently, for the first time. Yeah. Very fun movie. So, the cussing in that and all the slang yeah, yeah. is the guy's, like, well, if I try to use kid slang now, it's going to be dated by the time the movie comes out. But, you know, if I just make up my own slang and just kind of have it rhyme with what, you know, works mm, nowadays... Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing. It's just like you make Garfield minus Garfield, but kind of rhymes with it. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but it has to be Garfield or Hagar. It, it has to be Garfield. Hagar the rapist. <laughs> that would be horrible. But that would be a girl. I yeah. almost think um, like the idea of like far side minus cows. Yeah, so yeah. it's just the tools, no cow, yeah, you know, yeah. like sort of thing. Um, but I think Garfield is more of a um, Dilbert minus Dilbert would be a very interesting concept. Terrifying. Terrifying, horrifying. Um, but yeah, so she's there, and then so she's at the mall. Do we still want the mall to be closing? Do we? Or is yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. It's okay. got it. It's got to have that apocalyptic. Uh, and then they, because then it's kind of an unsatisfying ending of like the mall still closes, but then she has to go to this comic con and like yeah. leave all her friends behind, and then she goes to college the next month or whatever, and like 
that was just that summer. I think, well, I mean, that's what the plot of Adventure Time is. Uh, is did I say Adventure Time? You did. You Adventure meant... Land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's like he has to work this one summer. And also, I think, like, um, films, like coming-of-age films, a lot of times are about transitionary times. And also, there's, like, uh, there's a thing called, like, the fallacy of the symbol or something. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're, like... Uh, uh, this is going to be way up my ass, but like, um, and this is like a little more mature than what I talk about, but I think most children's media and how I approach, I, part of my job is teaching kids how I approach, uh, I think most children's media is about death and that's because death resonates to children more than adults because children are approaching death closer and more quicker than adults do because their childhood is quickly dying on them yes really fast yes. and so um if you have like a death and a transition and like a thing collapse at the end of it it also closes the door behind her so she can like move on and go back to school like mm-hmm. and it's also like um uh it'd be a funny joke of like let's put on a show to save them all no no just no this is a commercial thing. It has no communal. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. It's yeah. like, like we have to save them all. Why? Yeah. Why? Um, for sure. I like that a lot. Um, who is playing our lead? Oh, I'm bad with actresses. Who okay. is hot in 2000? I mean, I guess now, right? Yeah, it'd be probably would be now. Um, like early 20s. I, I would say I think Anya Taylor-Joy would be good. Olivia Cook would be good. Um, I think not as our lead, but Patty Harrison should be in it playing some like who's patty harrison she she's a very funny comic and performer you should look her up you i think would like her very much um playing like a weird like she works as the orange julius and she's like a fun side character but let's go back to the lead um <laughs> I, I thought of the bad part yeah, of it yeah, yeah. just like the middle age you just gotta get out there and believe in yourself yeah, here's yeah. your orange like yeah. that's 80s like <laughs> yeah. coming of age for sure uh yeah um i think also um See, like, if it was at the time, it would be Ali Sharkat, right? Who? What? Ali Sharkat. The, uh, uh maybe. The lead, the lead, like, if we were, if we were making it during the time it is set. Maybe from that. Arrested Development, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, who is that equivalent now? We're trying to think. I just been so out of it with movies. Like, I can't watch okay. Netflix. I'll watch, like, <laughs> I love Netflix. I think, I don't know. Okay, so let's yeah. just go with the Anya Taylor drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, Queen's Gambit, if that's. Okay, her. Yeah, 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 that'll be fine, yeah. Yeah, so she's our lead. I think, I personally think, um, I don't know the actress's name, but if we can get Brian Cranston and the mom from Malcolm in the Middle to play yeah. like your parents, just as like a vibe, like it's like a, a goofy nod. little bit. And they don't play like they play like the polar opposites of the characters. Exactly, he's um, grumpy, and yeah. you know she's not assertive at all. Yeah. Also, um, there could be like a comment and play on, because um, like what was happening at the time was a movie I like a lot is uh, Juno. Yep, uh, and it can kind of be a comment on. Uh, or build on Juno, which I think is some of where I'm drawing from a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Juno is interesting because, like, also like kind of millennial uh, nihilism. I don't, I don't know the apathy, millennial apathy is like mm-hmm. Juno's character didn't have that I want moment. You know what I mean? No, something happened to her. Yeah, yeah, and she just gets knocked up, and it's not like oh no, now I can't be a thing. You know? What yeah, I mean? it's just like oh, now I have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's just uh, interesting. But yeah, you got to have the early 2000 because this is like um i mean i think like the tone of this is Mm -hmm. like uh throwback nostalgia 
reference to early 2000s teen comedies mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. i mean especially like women fronted teen comedies like whip it whip it uh uh uh, uh stick it <laughs> have you seen stick it i know but i remember the name yeah stick it is next to josie and the pussycats my favorite film it's it's just so uh and it's not perfect it's just like um it's a good and it's kind of the same shit okay yeah so I think we have all the like the moving components of it, yeah. and we have beginning, middle, end. We have a cast of characters. Who's going to be the himbo, though? I don't know. Just the most generic, off-the-cart, hot guy with a lot of muscles. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Why not have it be Tom Holland? Yeah, sure. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. Just like... A th- he's got a baby face, though, right? He's got a baby face. Yeah, he's he's not, like... Yeah. But, you know, we're playing around, like, college-age teens, and he's, like, jacked, so, like, there you I'm go. I'm thinking of, like... Because, like, or, Amber Crombie was, like, everyone there looked like they were mm, out of a Nazi poster. You that know is what I mean? true. Yeah. Um, who looks like a that's, Nazi today? That's something the documentary, I thought it was good. I heard a good critique of, like, documentaries these days of, mm-hmm. like, after, uh, this is from the uh, Maintenance Phase podcast uh, with uh, one of these people. But um, after the Michael Jordan documentary, uh, they don't have narrators anymore. So there's oh, nobody, yeah, like, yeah, establishing yeah. themes or ideas. Yes. And so it's all on the normies who are on the feet, you know, thing. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, um, the uh, you know, they're talking about the aesthetics of Abercrombie and Fitch. And uh, they're talking about, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it lionized a time that has gone past that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really Blonde inter- hair, blue eyed. Yeah, it really interested in power, you know? Yeah. And, and it's got, like, um, uh self-apocalyptic homoeroticism i don't know what aesthetic it's, that is yeah it's i couldn't think of it's any. one yeah. man's insane vision yeah. of what he thinks an ideal man is yeah and, and he made everyone look at it something i was kind of processing is like i think a problem politically now is like and this happens like leftist liberal centrist conservative but you know like my political group is like leftists and liberals is like everybody internalizes conservative hierarchies mm. so I think, like, we look at people of power and assume they'll be in power forever. Oh, yeah. And that the people won't rise up. And I think, like, something I was kind of processing was, like, looking at um, how in the present, as it was happening, if we had, like, Twitter during Amber Crombie's time, uh, there would be the assumption that uh, having, firing every one of your staff who's good and just leaving the hot people there, all for the sake of branding, is, like, a is a is a smooth move like that's what we do with elon musk like everything he does is looked at as like 40 chess yeah, or yeah, yeah. something that will sustain his power and not him like shooting himself in the foot over and over and over and um you know same with the amber Crombie guy is just like he drove his business to the ground yeah for sure <laughs> just like he's mc hammer you know watching the first <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that uh so amber Crombie guy would be could it be uh, i guess it won't be a person of color no i'd no. probably have to be, That'd be like an interesting tension I mean, that would be an interesting side plot as well as, like, if it was, like, I don't know, yeah, a person of color with... Who struggles with employment. Exactly. And, like, the job, like, rat fucks him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's only, like, man, it starts off, like, he's working a bunch and they see each other a bunch. And as the, the, I guess we're doing this over the summer, I guess. As the summer continues, you see less and less and less of him because they schedule him less and less and less. And then at the end, he's like, I got fired. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's his subplot. And And he's, like, working another job. That's what she sees him. It's like, what happened? I mean, um... But is, like, the romance, like, their whole story together? Is that, like, the crux or also, like... I feel like it's more focused on her and then, the, like, that's, like, more even a... I mean, I feel like it's... we. She's the lead character, so it's focused on that. And then, like, I feel like the... I feel like 
at the beginning, it's very much like a kind of a romance thing, and they're like flirting a bunch. And then, as we were saying, as it goes on, he can't keep being there. And then I feel like at the end, she sees him some working somewhere, and it's kind of sad. And he's like, hey, how are you, the meetup? But then at the end, she's at the panel, and then he walks up to get something signed. Oh, that's cute. I like Isn't that. It? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be good. I don't know the fella's name, um, but the guy that just got cast to, to play the doctor from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in sex education as well. I think he would be very good from Is what he I've young? seen. He's young looking. He was playing uh, in sex education. They're playing like high school, junior high people. Yeah, so, like, Andrew Garfield was 33 when he played Spider Man. It's fine. No one cares. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, I, I just went to my head. They're doing a new Degrassi show. HBO, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna they're just gonna make it into Euphoria. I don't want oh, yeah. hot. The whole point of watching Degrassi is to watch literal children get harmed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have our movie. Yeah. I would say I feel like if we can coax Drew Barrymore out of retirement to That'd direct in another movie, it'd be like good. she did with Whip It. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a speed round. Yeah. We both have the same word. You do one, I do one, then we can move on to the this new association? word. Um, it's like a two-sentence pitch for a movie based off of the word. Okay. Say, I can go first to give you an example yeah. if you'd like. So the next one is Prosper. Okay, Prosper is a t- Terrence Malick film about farming in North Dakota, and a bushfire happens, and then they have to recover economically through the winter. Uh, I guess uh, for me it would be uh, uh, a, a movie about... A person who joins uh, uh, one of those, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, fundamentalist churches, mm-hmm, prosperity mm-hmm. Bible uh, fundamentalist churches, and they get uh, intertwined in that community, and they're there entirely to grift them out of money and trying to figure out an angle to get in, and figures out the CD underworld, which I think is the Righteous Understones. I never very, seen very good. Yeah. Very, very well could be. Um, mystery is the <laughs> Mystery? Yeah, do you want to go or do you want me to go again? You go. I I think I got it. Mystery is about... It's about someone trying to find the last VHS copy of what they think is Stephen King's mystery, but it's Stephen King's misery. And they just, like... It's like three degrees of separation, and they're like, they're trying to find this film, and it doesn't exist. But then that leads them to discover, like, a conspiracy theory about Stephen King, and then, like, it's, like, about, I guess, the Illuminati. Your turn. Uh, uh, Do you know wrestling at all? Not at all. Uh, There's a famous story in the 1970s of, like, an up-and-coming, no, not up-and-coming, like, well-established wrestler Mm -hmm. who got stabbed to death in a shower in uh, San Juan, I think, or... um, Somewhere in Puerto Rico. I don't know mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. city in Puerto Rico. Sorry, Puerto Ricans. Um, uh, and um, uh, he got stabbed to death. And everybody knows who did it. But the guy who did it never got arrested. And it would be about um, the wrestler, one of the wrestlers in their locker room, who's like a mid, uh, mid-card, you know, mid-career wrestler trying to reconcile the shock of the murder and everybody else's callousness and him realizing that uh, this is not his uh uh that becoming disillusioned with the thing that he became uh passionate about and finding something else great peer but how's that spelled p-i-e-r all right okay a pier on a lake yeah and 
whenever you throw something in the lake, <laughs> something comes back out. I don't know. Like think, it's a magical lake? Yeah, it's a magical lake, kind of cocoony. Okay. You know, like the movie Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But also just like some sort of mad, mad, mad world, just constant layering of ridiculousness. I have no clue. I got nothing on top of that. I like that idea, yeah. but every time you, it gives you what you need in that moment. Yeah. Like if it's money, it's money. If it's like um, a relationship, it's a relationship. But it takes three years off your life. Yeah. And we follow this guy who starts to abuse it and then he you know has to like try to figure out a way to reverse it yeah you know whatever happens happens for me it's about a woman in her mid 50s and she's trying to become the general manager of a pier one imports but her boss is sexist and it's like a like women empowerment film i think we can do two more is that okay i like people trying to i like stories of people trying to rise in the middle yeah like barbara star go to del mar was like exactly that and also that was like a throwback film like i think like kind of like was yeah whatever i think it's really i i love small town humor and small like i love a normal person trying to accomplish a normal goal in a movie i like i want movies about like a bus driver Patterson, have you seen that film with Adam Driver? No, no, He no. wants to be a poet, but he's a bus driver. It's a very sweet film. Yeah. It's great, and it's, like, so... It's, like, kind of artsy-fartsy, but it's, like, so normal. He's just got a normal life. All right, arise is the next word. Uh, I can go if you want. Yeah, you can go. Arise is about the moment before... The sun rises for the last time on Earth. We know it's going to fizzle out. Humanity still has managed to be here. Yeah. And it's about that night. And it's like, okay, what do we do? And it's like the last colony of people trying to get the last amount of sun to power, to solar power the rocket into space. And uh, things don't go so well. Oh, man. My head just went to 9-11. I used to have this image (laughs) in my head. I don't know why. Like, I'd be mowing my lawn in high school, mm-hmm. and I had an image in my head of, like, a movie where, like, a guy enters into a ghost-type world, so mm-hmm. he goes into, like, the ghost building of 9-11, and as he's going up, like, all the ghosts, as he goes going up the staircases, all, all the ghosts are, like, ascending oh. down and, like, walking past him. I don't know why. I used to go into all these fantasies of, like, the most abstract, like, Borges-esque, like, that's pretentious, but, like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's so pretentious, I don't know what that means. Oh, Borges, a uh, 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 South American writer, um, I think from Argentina, and all this shit is, like, you know, like, five degrees removed from the Matrix. Like, okay. uh, one of his stories would be about, like, a labyrinth that goes on forever, and a library that... Uh, an infinite size library. Mm-mm, which means... Mm-mm. Or like a book with an infinite amount of pages. Which means that if you burn it, the smoke will burn forever and destroy all the humanity. And stuff like that. Like it's mm-mm, just playing mm-mm. with those hypotheticals. Um, and I used to like... Just go into those fantasies a lot. I don't know if, how... I was like processing some sort of pain. But also... <laughs> Um, it's very astute of you like yeah yeah, something's going on I don't know yeah I mean there was like dysphoria but I still haven't unpacked all that shit but like um, uh, there's like one where like my suburbs was in the grid system uh, but it was suburbs and so like I just imagine somebody like just like running through it and it being like a labyrinth and like ending up exactly where they belong were before and it's just like all these dummy houses and you knock Mm, on the door and there's like nothing mm, there mm. and then um, uh, this fancy evolved where like I would be driving home at night and I see uh, through these dark suburbs and I see like on the street, like an entire swarm of hamsters just run across the street. And I'm like, what's that? And then a giant hamster destroys one of these suburban one story <laughs> houses and <laughs> and just like starts things like, oh, battle. And then like um, 
Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, it was so weird. I mean, just I'll end it on this, but like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I used to work at a fast food chop place, a uh, chicken chop place. Uh, you can figure out what that is, but like, um, right, we were facing the highway, and like my station was the cashier's thing was like facing the highway. And then you look out, and something about Florida is it's so flat and so apocalyptic. Just like mm-hmm. you just have, you know, n- nothing in front of you. And then the sky, and then so it's like the highway, and then beyond that is just swamp and like um, uh, a solar panel thing, like early two thousand solar panel thing. And I just imagine like these like giant like uh, long legged creatures with like two bipedal long like uh, World of Worlds or mm-hmm, like the Striders mm-hmm. from. Uh, the Half-Life series, just, like, walking down and cross it, and just, I don't know, there's just weird fancies I go into. I'd share that. I don't know. I've never, so, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of that in years. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No need to yeah. apologize. I think that would make a good film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I want to thank you for being on. Where uh, can people find you? Blah, blah, uh, blah. Uh, I am, uh, you know, if you're on Tumblr, go find me at America's Tom- Comic on Tumblr. That's the one I'm having fun with, and mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of confidence as Twitter as a platform to grow anymore. Yeah. So, uh, but I am on Twitter for now at America's comic. Uh, the most important one though is, and I, the thing I put my most creative stuff into that I will be coming out with within the next, hopefully three months is, um, uh, John field show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, video essays, mostly focused on death, uh, and politics. And I think a lot of my newer stuff's pulling from my community organizing background that I have. And um, every now and then a sketch and stuff like that. And I, uh, if you're in the New York City area within the next few months, I'm going to have a premiere of my next film, which is uh, on the zip tie guy during the Capitol insurrection and about how mass media affects terrorism and how terrorism affects mass media. Very cool. And if you like this program, you can go to patreon.com slash J Miller and get early access to it. Um, everything else is in the show notes. Thank you and good night. Oh, that was so much fun. That was the most fun I've had in a podcast in a while. Good.